This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 529, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Podcast episode 529. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello, everyone. And Ron Richards. Not Jeff Kanata. Who are Ron Richards? Not Jeff Kanata. Listen, Jeff, <laughs> we've made some changes, and one of them is you're Jeff now. I love Jeff, but I- I'm not him. So. <laughs> you know, we know, you know. We're painfully Thank aware. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> we are a fanboy. We like comics. We read a stack of comics. One of us picks our favorite book. We call it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book on the show. We'll talk about other stuff. Maybe some listener mail, but this week, no. Maybe. We'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, spoiler warning. This is a review show. There'll be some spoilers, so there you go. You're warned. And Josh had to pick on the second Crazy Light Week in a row. Yeah. Which is weird. Fifth uh, fifth week. Fifth week. Right, so last week was super light, so yep. it was odd. They just split it up. They were like, oh, we only had four weeks of books. Let's Let's just spread them out. Fifth week. It's great. Keep fifth, saying that. Fifth week. Jeff. <laughs> Listen, as long as we have one Italian-American cult, pop culture commentator, does it matter who it is? <laughs> this is a delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> the pick of the week was Black Science number 21. So good. Now, enough issues uh, that they can buy alcohol. Yeah, it's one of those things. Sometimes you get a light week. I think this happened last week where you, you kind of go, well, God, what, what am I going to do? About this pick, and as soon as I read Black Science, I was in the middle of it, and I was like, well, that's my pick. <laughs> I just, it was, and it wasn't even like that this was a super special issue or whatever. Um, this does uh, conclude this arc, God World. Uh, it's part five of five. And um, it was a pretty when, big issue, I would it say. Was, it was. Would... It, it wasn't, I don't know, they're not, they haven't been bad. It's not like I've been waiting for a good issue, I guess is my point. No, but I mean, um, plot wise, is a pretty sp- important issue. Yes. So basically, uh, Grant is traveling through all of these dimensions, uh, trying to get his family back, and he ends up in this dimension that's super similar to the one that he came from. But um, in it, uh, what is her name? Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Uh, Re- Rebecca, who uh, basically caused a lot of problems, uh, had landed she was here. His, she was his lab assistant. His, his, his he was his, having an affair with her. Turned yes. out she was a little evil. She, she's, she, yeah, she's, she's. Pretty much the bad guy at this point now that Kamir Kadir is gone. Um, So she landed in this dimension and she killed this version's, this dimension's version of herself, and took over her life. And it was an improved version of what her life was back uh, on her original dimension. And her brother's still alive, and it's a whole thing. And uh, and Grant comes here, and and basically the whole story is about what he should do about that. Does he make the choice to? let sleeping dogs lie and, and leave it as it is or does he does he you know take revenge on her and you know even though he is a new grant mckay uh and in this he, there's a, there's he's wearing an outfit where he looks exactly like ian mckay um 
Even though he's it's, a new Grant it's, McKay, it's it's Mackay. I know, but I said that way, and I decided to stick with it when I when I said Ian. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's not right, but I'm going to move through. Oh, and there's Ron. <laughs> Quiet, Jeff. Um, and he makes the decision to to take retribution on her by informing everybody about who she is, and 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 everybody that that she had gotten her life back. Now they all hate her, and she's you know going to be. I don't know how that works legally. Yeah, I was thinking about that too as he as he left the dimension after telling her brother and the cops and everyone that she she who she was and, and how she had murdered herself. I was thinking, how is how's that going to go? Yeah, how well, that, yeah. I, what what is, what is the, what is the process on that? <laughs> I thought of that and I thought, boy, it's got to be tough to even convince the other person that it's not her. If someone because... random person called you called your wife up, Josh, and said, "Hey, you should be aware that Josh." The Josh you're living with is actually from another dimension. He murdered your Josh. Would she immediately buy it? Well, they all did in this. But I mean, <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> Listen, when you're reading this issue, that is a question you have to wrestle with, and I decided that I don't care. Yeah. No, I don't care. I just point, I, I was just the thinking point that remains, during the yeah. final scene. So. Yeah, and the, the point remains that you know he made the choice, and, and now she's, she's living you know, with what happens to that, or not living, or as the case may be. And I, I really liked what the story told about Grant. And, and sort of where he is, I just felt like a very human and sort of well thought out like puzzle for him to have to deal with. And and I liked how it went down. And and I mean, you're looking at this Rebecca, and you're like, well, she's not, she's not, she's not evil in this, and she killed herself, so that brings up questions because it's herself. But is it? I don't know. I, it was it was just honestly, honestly, who among us wouldn't do this? I don't think I could kill me. I'd have no problem killing you. Well, I didn't say me. You'd have to kill you. <laughs> Just would not hesitate. <laughs> like a Drop bug. Hat. Any, any, any... Like a bug. <laughs> Listen, if um, another Josh from another dimension came, I'd be like, oh, well, I, I can't have two of them. <laughs> That's not for you to decide. <laughs> I can't have it, Josh. I can't have it. I won't do it. Um, can't have it. <laughs> I just, you know, so there's that on top of Mateo Scalera again. He must be so confused about the tweet, the tweets he receives. <laughs> repeating the fact that he needs to stop it. Like, he's like, who is this man who hates me? <laughs> he <laughs> but he needs to stop. He, he doesn't talk like Super Mario. He's <laughs> Italian, right? I don't yes, know. Yes, I don't know what he sounds like. He is Italian. I know, he doesn't look like Super Mario. I know that. <laughs> Either way, he's one fucking hell of an artist and, yeah. and, Every single issue that comes out holds that up. There's never been one where like, eh, you know, you kind of slacked off on this one. It's this, great. This this arc has, was has been super yeah. solid. This arc this arc was has been great because yeah. I mean, in terms of the character work that Remender did, going with with the Grant character and and the wrestling with who he is and and what Hi. he's done and like like some just stellar character work. And then even even with this, where you know, like, and he even says in the letter columns, he's like an old fashioned revenge issue. You know, like it was mm-hmm. um, it was great to see that kind of action, you know, kind of take place. And then I, I did love the flashback with him as the you know angry punk scientist you know which yeah. is uh, which there's a lot I of things that, seemingly I hate him so much <laughs> why did you I hate hated him so much in yeah. that flashback scene yeah it's true. Well, you're I hated to. him yeah I like the scene yeah yeah, yeah he's not getting an idiot back I just like the character design the character design cracking um, up, so. no. but no everything everything about it was great still, it's almost noir ask like a you know yeah. there's been a murder there's there's like an evil twin there's a 
there's a really brutal bit of revenge. I mean, it's yeah. it was almost like a nice one shot issue. Yeah, solid issue. Just yeah. super good, great cover. Uh, I know that I, I wasn't really loving the colors after they'd made the change, but I was like, I was cool. I was I was at peace within this. I thought this whole thing looked good. I, I have zero complaints. I love this issue, and I'm we're 21 issues in, and uh, you know, unlike some other sort of ongoing series, you know, I, I don't feel like we're long of the tooth. I feel like I can stick with this for a while. You know, I'm 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 really enjoying it. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. It's just intelligent. Like it's intelligent and, and it's full of feeling. It's those two things at the same time with, with wonderful art. It's all the things yeah. I want to come. Yeah, with. I mean it, yeah, it's intelligent, it's full of feeling, and also like what I love about it is that is is just the momentum. It's just the the, yeah. the, the speed mm-hmm. that this that this series has gone at and and particularly in this arc, like and a lot of it is you know ties into what Scalera is doing with the art and all that sort of stuff, but like so many speed lines and you get the sense of like when something is urgent and happening, like, oh god, I got yes. you, you get the sense of that pace. It's um, really good at when she, you know, she's driving back. Oh no! Yep. You know, and you're you're instantly moving. Yep. It feels like you're. It's the closest comic books come to being to moving. You know, for a static piece of art. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. Really well done. Really solid. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. The pick is the end of the arc. It it should be. You know, this is we collected and trade in like a month or so. So if people yep. aren't reading it, I I mean I can't. I you know I was in the comic book store a, a couple of weeks ago and people were, and we're doing recommendations for people and I was like just buy, just pick up all the volumes of Black Science and you'll be entertained. So yeah. next up, Captain America: colon, Sam Wilson number seven. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. This was like a big issue because apparently it's. Even though it's issue number seven, it's the seventy-fifth anniversary uh, of of Captain America. Um, you got so it coming out what every ten years? Yeah, <laughs> you got you got a uh, you got a nice little riff on the old Captain America punches Hitler in the face with uh, Captain America punching Captain America in the face on the cover. He's that's a, that's a geriatric man. Yeah, and that did not occur yeah. in this book <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, there's sort of so there's sort of the main story. Uh, with two artists on it, the Sam story, um, with uh, Angel and Zeta and Matt Yaki on art, and then as you switch to the Steve Rogers story, it turns into Daniel Acuna, uh, which I like very much. I mean, I guess the the big moment here well, is well, uh, well before. Okay, well, go ahead. Hang on, before we talk about the big moment, because I feel like, we, but I don't want this to get lost. Uh, Acuna, like I haven't been reading this, I ha- and I'm kind of kicking myself because I love Acuna, Acuna, and he's just great. There's a panel in the middle of the Steve story um, where stuff happens and then a priest goes to talk to, St- to Steve and Steve r- whips his head around and says, who the, he- who the hell are you? And it's like the expression on Steve Rogers' face that Akuna put on this. I, just lo- I love that panel. Like if we still did the weekend panels, I would push for that panel because I, the, the, I just love the, the shocked look. So. Yeah, you, know, you don't yeah. have to push for him. You could just you could just have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't. There wasn't a big like like okay, guys. It's only four it was like slots. a betting process. It was just like yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but even going through it, like, sorry, Ron. In the in the bowling alley, there's a little girl who pouts. That pout panel was great. I mean, mm-hmm. like Akuna. They're just like these little moments of Akuna that are just like so subtle and and just like it's he's he's great he's a he's a beast really wonderful it's it's, he's one of the best guys working easy um i think that i had dropped off this book so i feel like i missed a little of this story i I think i i think in the middle of sam as a wolf i was like all right that'll do for now yeah um but i came back on to read this one and basically the the uh, the 
the upshot with this is that uh, Steve Rogers has been returned to correct Steve Rogers' age. Youth, youth and vigor. Yes. So yeah. weird. So weird. Thank goodness. As far as I can tell, him and Crossbones were uh, shoving each other with the shield. And uh-huh. then... and then uh, You take it. No, you take it. Yeah, you take it. And then... Uh, and then he got younger. The girl <laughs> that he was trying to protect was yeah. is a living cosmic cube. Yeah. So she can do anything. So she yeah, fixed right. it. So, yeah. That's and then nice. he's got a nice, like... He's bite. He's got a like a white man overbite when he's back. <laughs> he's got a, a, a pronounced jaw. Pronounced jaw there. Yeah. He's he's doing like a like a David Brent guitar solo face. <laughs> <laughs> like and he just changed I, I the always, chord. I always like the um, you know the wacky cosmic reset button. So this I, I we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the next part in a second. But I, I bought this or read this issue specifically for the backup stories. I didn't re- really. Yeah. I didn't really read the main story. I, I skimmed him because I haven't been reading the book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not a fan of Falcon Cap, not a fan of Old Cap. So, skimmed through it. Appreciated that Cunyard saw that Steve had been resurrected. Went, oh, you know, liked yeah. the, really loved the double page spread that was basically the history of Captain America by Cunyard, which is wonderful. Yep. Um, happy he's back, but uh, so, really just more, yeah. more excited for the backup story. So, about, about those stories. backup stories, you got, you got an all star. All star uh, team on that. You have nice. Joss Whedon and John Cassidy on one. Uh, you have uh, Tim Sale, uh, color uh, written and drawn by Tim Sale, colored by Dave Stewart. And then uh, last, there's uh, Greg Rucka and Mike Perkins. You may remember Mike Perkins was a, sort of the alternate artist on uh, on most of Brubaker's run. Yep. How yep. about that double page spread of Tim Sale? That Tim Sale story was the good one. Yep. I didn't really love these these backups very much, um, but the Tim Sale one was great. Oh, I love the Joss Whedon one. That was my favorite by far. Mm. If I could have given a pick of the week, it would have been to, uh, to a backup story. It would have been to the Joss Whedon one. Well, that would have been fascinating. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I guess I could have. You could have. You could do whatever you want, Connor. It, it inspired all the ideals about, of, of, you know, what America hosts should be. I, you know, not, not aggressive, but defensive. I think and, I uh, thought that. I like that idea, but I think, like, the Amerigun, that, like, I think it just felt anachronistic. It just didn't feel like a World War II thing. So you like, you like, like you, a, you like World War Two? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it, but as but a subject, I'm a, I'm a I fan. Just, I mean, I would. I would oh, just, <laughs> huge fan! You know, like the right. Oh, it's oh, oh, very funny. They, <laughs> they had some things to say about eugenics, and I, I just the Tim Sale story was great, really fantastic. Near silent story about t- uh, Steve rescuing an artifact from his childhood that had been stolen by Hydra. Yeah, um, and then I liked the Greg Rucka story, which was the team up with Nata- uh, Natasha. Yep. The, the, uh, I don't know if it was the colorist because it was it was like with Frank Darmada, but he wasn't the main colorist. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked a lot different than that. That looked in in sort of the Brubaker run, I guess. It's a lot right. looser. Yeah. Um, we always said Darmada was the thing that held the battle together. Yeah, and he looks like he was only there for like some color assists. Oddly enough, it was. Uh, what's the guy's name? Alan Troy. Yeah. So just Darmada was there, but not really taking command. And I think you're right. I think he's in the, the vicinity. Guy. Yeah. So it was it was like reminiscent of, but I was like, it's not, because I actually like went back to say, well, who Andy Troy? I, I went back to say like, why 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 does this not look as good? Because that's a that's a that's an artist we've had lots of experience with. But mm. it's interesting to see how much loose how much looser Cassidy is too. Which I think works for him. 
I've decided. Yeah, it didn't have that. It didn't have that stiff photo. Yeah, you know, realistic look that that I didn't like in Star Wars, and this mm-hmm. this felt this felt like classic Cassidy. Yep. Yeah. You know, this felt like astonishing X Men. He even it, did. Uh, didn't he do? He did the Captain America book a long time ago. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it felt so much like it was old Cassidy that I did a double check. I'm like, is this a reprint? I did too. Yeah. Yep, I, I yeah. Had the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I was glad to see that it's not a reprint. So that's good. So so I don't know what this means for. I guess he's not. Even though he's young, he's not necessarily going to be Captain America again. So it's probably still. Yes, he is. Person. Is he? There's, there's two caps. They're all going to be. Oh. You get to be Captain America, and you. That's get what to Marvel's be doing America. now. Is is that they <laughs> they bring back the heroes, but they're keeping the other ones. So there's two Hawkeyes, two Wolverines. This is a, this is a two Wolverine, thing. two yeah. Captain Americas, and uh, I'm sure there'll be two Thors eventually. Well, there still are two Thors. Yeah. So. Everybody gets their hero. There's a hero for everybody. <laughs> Can we talk? That's about literally that's literally diluting the brand. Yes, <laughs> the defi- literally definition of it. <laughs> uh, so can we talk about Daredevil now, please? I've been dying to. This was, this was the week of crazy guns. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous gun I've ever seen. It's so, awesome. I love it. So, so in Daredevil, like the so the shit's hitting the fan, and and ten fingers, and and the hand, and all this kind of stuff is all going down in Chinatown. And on page oh. two and three, we get a, <laughs> we get a double page spread, and there's this, this demon hand thing that's tearing through all ten fingers people. And ten fingers runs to a cabinet and opens it up, and in the cabinet there is uh, a couple of regular revolvers, and then there are two guns that have that are long and have trigger holes for 10 fingers. And now I under, I understand the dude's got 10 fingers, but this does not work on a physics level. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't work on a, like the, the anatomy, like, (laughs) and also it's a six bullet revolver with 10 triggers. Nine. The thumb doesn't get one. Oh, nine. Right. I'm sorry. Nine. <laughs> I turned. It should, that, have, uh, it should have had nine barrels. I turned. Oh. I turned that page and I laughed out loud because it was ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's that right there is good old fashioned comic booky goodness. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It has nine triggers. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't. Nine <laughs> triggers. And it, I and accept. The is, and the thing is that it looks like in the on the wall. It looks very long like it looks like a big gun and then he's holding it and it doesn't match the size like it just works in his hand like his hand gets bigger for the hold the gun but it's smaller than oh my god it makes no sense i love it it's like megatron yes (laughs) megatron never made any sense in that way we just went with it and what was great is that really all he did was he shot he shot both guns once and then they got knocked out of his hand (laughs) never you think if they provided anything else it's extra grip I mean that's the one real tactile now, here's the difference. Thing. Here, yeah, now here's the thing there. is that if if it had the holes without triggers and it was a grip thing, I would give it more leeway, but the fact that there were nine triggers and it's clearly a six bullet revolver. He can use any of the triggers. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just giving you options. <laughs> just made no sense. Or it's like a code. If you pull, you have to pull the fourth, fifth, and seventh one to actually it's fire like, the gun. It's like, a, it's like a piano. You have to do it in a sequence or something. Then, then it's, it's just not useful. Thing. It's just not useful at that point. <laughs> it's only he can fire it. That way, it can't be used against him. Yeah, maybe. Right. But how? But how? How much dexterity is he getting from that eighth finger? That the the second ring finger. 
You know what I mean? As a guitar player, I mean, you just imagine. You just It's just a matter of practice, concentration. He seems to be some sort of monk kind of thing going on there. So. Oh, God. The, the, sure. sh- the shot of the gun, guns on the wall with all those triggers, it's just it's ridiculous. It's, it's funny. I, I don't I, – if you hadn't read this, like, you might be picturing a large portion of the page. It's just a, one small panel at the bottom. It's it's almost an afterthought, but Ron seized on it. I just zero right in on it. <laughs> it just looks so ridiculous. Did you, did you enjoy the arc as as this arc came to an end? Yeah, like yeah, no, after- yeah, yeah. I've come around on the art. I've enjoyed everything. It's just the gun is so ridiculous. <laughs> It just is, like is it, a, the, the drawing that, of the gun on the wall, like it doesn't even make any sense. Like it just—is <laughs> this a plus or a minus for you? It's a plus. Thumbs okay, up. I just want to make that clear to the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, I, I hope I, you had like an outline of people have tools on you know tool sheds. They keep the outline of tools. <laughs> so like a big their, gun outline. Some one of their minions has, has to draw it. Yeah. What's great is that no one else in the book reacts to the fact that he's got a ridiculous, stupid gun. Matt, Matt can't see it. <laughs> right. Everybody yeah. else are his supplicants, so. You're right, though. His hands should be like three times the size they're drawn to be if, if they go by this, this gun thing. <laughs> weird. The whole ten fingers thing has been weird. It's just been weird. I'll tell you something else. Those pegs do not, the peg holes do not really work. No, they did not. <laughs> there's, a, there's a small amount of them. <laughs> don't. But what I don't understand is that, okay, so he's got the two guns with the nine triggers. Why does he have four other regular guns? Does he use those too? Like, what? Like, it, <laughs> like why wouldn't you have all your guns have nine triggers? <laughs> I'll tell you something. When you got two guns, 18 combined triggers, jams happen. You're going to need a backup. Something simpler. It's a six-bullet revolver. <laughs> Why does why does the trigger why does the handle curve so sensuously too? I, it really does. There's no way that a hand fits it. There's the like it fits. <laughs> no anatomical <laughs> sense. <laughs> oh god. You know what though? Leverage has got to be weird on that because you're only really grasping it at the top where your thumb holds it. Right. The bottom is really going to be loose. Yeah, that's what there's I'm nothing, saying. There's How no sh- counterweight. How strong are the bottom two fingers? Like the your 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 those those outliers out there. Those got to be the weakest fingers you've ever seen. The gunsmith knows that though. Those have less tension. Uh, all right, maybe. I'm trying, and I don't really. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not invested in this fight. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. That was the saving grace for, right. this, for this whole arc. <laughs> So, right, that was it. Yeah, that's all I needed. That was all I needed. <laughs> okay, something for everyone is what I, what I got going on there. Um, I wanted to check in on Four Eyes, Hearts of Fire, number three. Uh, terrible title. Um, is this the sitcom version? <laughs> Hearts of Fire. Um, you remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was that Richard Lewis? Richard no, Lewis was, and Jamie Lee Curtis? Ritter. No, it was uh, it was, I think it was the John Ritter political one, wasn't it? With uh, with Billy Bob Thornton. Wow, I don't know. I don't remember. I got nothing. I got nothing on that. I'll look it up while you guys talk. 
That's fine. Ahead, read it. Um, I just wanted to check in with this. I, I, I used to, I used to when Four Eyes first came out a really long time ago. The art by Max Fiumara, I really, really liked it. It was like this great sort of depression era tale of uh, Italian immigrants and and and, uh, and and a bunch of different kinds of people who were fighting dragons, uh, like as a as a like a underground sort of uh, sport kind of thing. And the little kid's dad dies, and so he takes over the mantle as as the sort of dragon tamer. Um, and now we're later, and this this is the story of sort of what comes next, where the the kid's uh, dad is dead, and so the mother uh, shacks up with this guy who runs a vegetable stand, who's trying to sort of be the the new father, and he's an asshole, and and the kid hates it, and he's resentful. Um, and there's I, like I keep going back and forth of whether I I'm enjoying it or not, but this one. This one kind of pulled me in a little more. There's like a there's a lot of racial politics going on at the same time because it's the 30s. You've got the Italian immigrants and you have sort of the the, the black dragon uh, workers who are a different thing. Then there's a Russian crime boss. So all this stuff floating around. It it's very different than a lot of the other comics. And then you've got um, <laughs> dragon fighting in the middle of it. Um, so this one kind of pulled me around, and I was really I was really into it. What's interesting is that this one isn't actually drawn by Max Fiumara. It's drawn by Rafael Ortiz. And and Fiumara like colors it, but there's not a lot of color in it. It's mostly gray wash with a bit of red here and there, um, for the gloves and the dragon. Basically, like when the dragon shows up, it's important uh, that it's there. But I I I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I I'm completely uh, a little wrapped about sort of where the characters are gonna go because it feels like it feels like everyone in this is just going to fail and the story is gonna be over at any point. So I don't know when it's gonna turn around because I don't think that can happen. Like that would be a bad end. If just everyone's like, no, it didn't work out. He had to work in a vegetable stand. There was no dragons anymore because they all died. That's a little what it's going to do right now. <laughs> they died of tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's again, that could happen. Um, but, you know, like we've seen Joe Kelly do a billion things and he can kind of do anything like, you know, he had a he's known really, you know, I don't know if people even still remember, but, you know, he's known for doing a really kick ass Deadpool run for a long time, which in a lot of ways is responsible um, for the movie that everybody loves so much. Um, and then he went and he did a wonderful run on Spider-Man for a while. You know, just really great. Remember, I could still remember that that uh, Rhino story, which was also drawn by Max Fiumara. Um, and he did a bunch of creator-owned projects a few years ago, and they kind of stalled. And then this one's the one that came back. Um, and it's kind of just interesting to see a guy who has sort of total freedom to do whatever he wants. And it's a really sort of different story than like, he can tell all sorts of different kinds of stories. Um, I think it's still worth checking out. If you read that way back when, um, you should be reading this because otherwise I won't get to find out what happens. All right. So I, I, am almost ashamed to admit I uh-huh. nailed this one. Hearts of Fire ran for three seasons, 54 episodes, starred John, John Ritter, Marky Post, Billy Bob Thornton, Ed Asner. What year? 89. 1992, 1992 to 95. Okay. Wow. Really? That late? That's probably, yeah, okay. Yeah. Clark Duke, even. Clark Duke, really? And. Was like a yeah. kid? Yeah, he was the son. Yeah. I, uh, I watched, there's some, like, WBIN, and then there's another word after it has been showing, like, old sitcoms. It's like I was watching yeah. Family Ties the other night. That show is great. That, that show, show is as good great. as anything. That show's so good. Like, objectively good, not even, like, like if it was airing right now, if you just, you know, change the clothes. Except Nick. Nick is terrible. I don't know what he's supposed to be. Oh, the boyfriend? The, yeah, like, he's the like. Weird, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be, like, a bad boy, but he he looks like uh, he's doing, like, a bad Rocky 
Stallone and Rocky, but like with a purple belt around his waist for some reason. Well, it's it very. The, it was. Why the, do you hate Italians? Why was, do you hate Italians? Hey. <laughs> no, no, not that. The the earring always bothered me with him. It's just funny because at the time he was supposed to be a tough guy, and you look at him now, and tough is not what I get from it. Yeah. He was like a. He looks like a bass player in Ziggy Stardust's band. It's not. He uh, he played Metallo in uh, Lois and Clark. Scott, Nick Scott Valentine. Scott Valentine. Scott Valentine. Scott Valentine. Yep. Anyway, it's a great show. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that it holds up. So. Oh, it's it's great. If you watch Michael right. J. Fox in that, you're like, wow, he was like, no wonder he became a star in that. Like he was, he's really excellent. There's all these just great reactions stuff, and it's totally like super typical sitcom stuff that they can't really get away with now because it's too cliched. But um, just, they just, did it. Well. You're just gonna keep on going about this, aren't you? Okay. I was very impressed. All right. It was a light week. I don't know if you noticed in the comics. But more about Hearts of Fire. So, well, the good news is that if you want to catch up on Hearts of Fire, you can get the complete series on DVD on Amazon. Only 12 bucks. How can you beat that deal? That's it? You can do that by going to iFanboy.com. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's you know, heavily discounted. $30 originally. You go to iFanboy.com support. You can find our button to shop on Amazon. You can make all your purchases. If you wanted to buy the complete series of Hearts of Fire, I'm sure there are family-sized DVDs on there, too. Somebody else um, paid dollars for that. We get them a piece of the action. Nothing comes out of your pocket. Keeps the show going. Keeps us in uh, new equipment. And keeps the servers running and all that stuff. And uh, you can also help us out by going to fm.com slash support. Become an FMI member. Yes. Family Ties, the complete series for $43. Pretty, that's a pretty good deal, actually. Not bad at it all. It is. Hmm. All right. Uh, $43. So, uh, iFanboy.com slash support. You can go and become an iFanboy member for five, 3 bucks a month, 30 bucks a year. You can give us support directly. We appreciate everyone who does that. You can also go to that page and give us just a random donation. If you wanted to give us $43.17 in order to buy Family Ties Complete Series, we, you, we would accept that. That's how much it costs. Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. So, that's how you help the show out. Keep, keep it going. iFanboy.com slash support. Uh, another one of those series I wanted to just check in on real quick was uh, Revival. Number 38 was out this week. Tim Seeley and Mike Norton. Um, we haven't talked about this in a while. Yeah. You know, at one point I put this in my top five series. Um, but it definitely, like, it's got definitely a feel of, like, like are, is this just going to happen forever? And I guess that's okay, but I I kind of am like, all right, let's, I feel let's like make some. I, I feel like they're, I'm pretty sure they're winding it down. Yeah, I think they need to. One of the things that they've done here is they've shifted the characters that we're paying attention to a bit. So where before it was very clearly like, you know, Dana Cypress was the main character. In this, it's uh, her her, her just sort of ex-husband, her son's father, and his girlfriend are sort of the main characters in this. And we're spending a lot of time uh, with the woman who's in charge of the sort of facility where they keep all the revivors. Um, but it's very much in a, like, now we're just living in this world, and it doesn't feel like we're going towards an end. Um, and I think we might need to do that uh, at some point. This is a really, this is a really good issue, um, and there's, a, there's definitely a, a thing happening, so maybe we're, we're going towards that. But, I, it, I, you know, it's a great book, great cover. I forget exactly, but I, I recall seeing, I'm pretty sure it's, like, it's going to end at, like, 41 or something like that. I think that's the... That's three issues from now. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. That's, that, but I, think, I, I think, don't yeah. I think they can do it. Like, yeah. that would be bad. I would. I, I just know I, I said what I said, but I, I think that might be too soon. Yeah. Well, this is reminiscent of that email we got a couple weeks ago about image books going on too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as it was a light week and I had the pick of the week, um, I read Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number five. I don't know what it was. I'm not entirely sure, but 
I read the I, that- I read the, I read the first issue. I'm pretty sure we talked about the first issue. Um, I did not stay with it though. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what it's supposed to be. I kind of enjoyed it. Like I like the I like the drawings of the big dinosaur who likes a little girl, and if that's all it is, you know, that's fine. Um, I don't I don't know who Moon Girl is. Do you know? Like, is there a precedent for this in some way? Nope. I don't know, but it, like it's a comic that exists for you know not me. Like, so she says this is a job for Moon Girl, and she puts on roller skates and some sort of utility belt and one red boxing glove. And the dinosaur really likes her, so she saves the dinosaur. And, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like from what I just described. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a deeper meaning here. She's got, like, Inspector Gadget type of things. Like, she hit a button on her little pack and a helicopter sticks out of her bag. I think kids might like this. Um, and the dinosaur is very sweet, and he gets sad and doesn't want to leave her, so now they're going to be a team together. Um, I tried. It wasn't, it, it's not pick of the week, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> There's your, there's your, there's your cover out. There's your, there's your quote. Yeah. Yep. Not pick of the week, Josh Flanagan. I <laughs> you have to add. It turns out. It turns out. That colors it. Not pick of the week. It turns out, Josh Flanagan. I <laughs> um, It looks right. like we're five forty. Yeah. <laughs> Last issue. Um, so uh, moving on. No, all, new X, all new X Men number seven. Um, again, I'm enjoying all new X Men. I'm enjoying what Dennis Hopeless is doing, but. Uh, this issue kind of bummed me out because uh, basically what happened is is that uh, Toad has kidnapped Cyclops and he's blaming Cyclops for everything that's happened to him and he's and, and he's going to kill young Cyclops thinking that that will fix the timeline or whatnot. And there's a moment when they're trying to figure out, like, what happened to Toad? Why is he doing this? And they find his YouTube uh, profile where he's been vlogging and right. <laughs> it goes back to when he was the janitor at the school at the and during Wolverine and the X-Men when Jason Aaron was writing it and I was like, "Oh, I like that." And then that was good. It was great. And then they show other posts as I guess he was with Paige and then Paige left him and then he becomes a drunk and then he starts blaming Cyclops. Why he's broadcasting this on YouTube, I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> You'd think they would have had someone monitoring this kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, some, like, in or, X-Men, like a computer program that monitors maybe villain blogs. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so now Toad is back in his old, uh, really old Brotherhood of Evil Mutants costume, which uh, from the 60s, and it, it just kind of... It may. I mean, the issue was good. It's been, you know, I'm enjoying. This is my favorite X Men series out of all the new stuff. But this a reminded me of Wolverine, the X Men, and made me really miss that. And b just kind of was like, well, you know, like Jason Aaron had done something really interesting with Toad and made him into an interesting character. And this, like, I feel like this regression just doesn't make didn't make any sense. Also, without the context of whatever he's blaming Cyclops for, you know, and all because we still don't know what happened. Um, but it just didn't make sense. And it well, just... everything. So I think it's everything. No, he's not responsible for everything, Connor. No, all, all the all the troubles of the X Men in the last twenty years have been Cyclopses. Don't you're you're you're, you're 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 troll you're you're baiting me, and I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not. I'm th- that's the story they've been telling. He's <sighs> been the he's been the the catalyst for all the problems and. I know you don't like it, but that's what they've been doing. So yeah. that's what he's been blaming. That's what he's right, blaming but, him but, for. But but all all of these books have been pointing to a single a single event that happened, and we still don't know what that event was or what happened there. And that's that's annoying me. But anyway, 
whatever. Uh, this is the f- this was just the first issue that kind of bummed me out for those reasons. Um, and also, he uh, s- smashes Cyclops in the face with a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Does he still have that the Cyclops with mask? The mask with the no, 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 no. Yeah, this no, is the young. Like, this is the young X-Men. Yeah, regular visor. These are yeah. the ones from the past. Yeah. 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 Got it. Old X, old Cyclops is dead. Yep. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Which I'm hoping they bring. Whatever. I'm not gonna get into that anyway. So, all right. Please. And then, and then finally, uh, Star Wars corner. Darth Vader number seventeen. Uh, uh, Vader down. Uh, Josh, are you sticking with this? Yeah. 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 Okay. I was about to say of course, and then I remembered that I sort of threatened not to. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah, we're. I'm in. The thing about this issue is that there's a really weird fucking moment with that droid. Right? The one where he's like, I have a suggestion. Yes. I don't know what happened there exactly. Like, well, so basically, the, it, it, the, you know, Vader is on this planet and there's a civil, you know, there's a war going on with this planet and, and over mining or who knows whatever. And they're, they're, Vader's ship uh, gets disabled. There's a trap. And, and, and so they're like basically under siege. Right, and all the the opposing forces are just attacking at him, and luckily Vader has a whole bunch of battle droids who are you know helping stem the tide of battle. Um, but they're kind of stuck in the ship, and they don't really know what to do, and so they're trying to figure out you know you know they're 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 all kind of strategizing what to do. And the uh, the murder droid, the C three, the black C three PO droid goes, I have a suggestion, and basically it- suggests pumping human blood into the droids i think i thought it was to make an engine run uh, on human blood it was something with human blood and it was definitely he says we drain human blood and use it to drive an engine of my own design um and then yeah. he sa- and then he says uh Ew. and then he says think of it a droid more man than machine uh you know <laughs> and then vader just goes you're going to regret pressing this droid and then moves on. And for a moment, it was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was really dark and really scary. And the droid has a little needle coming out of his finger and it creeped me out. And I worry about Kieran Gillen now. So I think this is the only part just of it. Now? Really? I think that's the part of the book he's super interested in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, think, I think that's clear enough. It was weird. So Vader down. Vader down. All right. So that's all the books we read. Are you guys still reading all the books? Yeah, I'm reading all the books except for I'm the reading Obi Wan and Anakin one, which I refuse to read. I'm not reading that. I'm reading. Or, or, what's the What's the Jedi like? The other Jedi one starts with a K. I'm not oh, reading that. Kanan, Kanan. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm just Are you reading Darth Vader Dameron next week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will read Poe Dameron because it's Phil Noto. All right, so uh, that wraps up all the books that we read this week. Uh, if you read books and you enjoyed them and you want to comment on them or share them, you can go to ifanboy.com where you can comment on the post for the show. Uh, and so, Connor, you, you were, last weekend, you were, you were glued to your, to your computer on Saturday morning, weren't you? Well, last weekend was WonderCon, and DC did their DC Rebirth announcement presentation, and they, they very smartly live-streamed it for everyone to watch who wasn't at WonderCon. I think more... Not every panel, but more of these bigger panels should do that kind of thing. Yep. Um, it's very good for, I mean, they got much more exposure for it than they would have gotten otherwise. Yep. Um, so uh, on a 90-minute event, they laid out the creative team and somewhat premises for most of the books they announced. And um, I went in very apprehensive just because the history of DC over the last five or six years isn't great and the, the leadership is still in place, so... 
uh, at this point, it's the balls in their court to to prove that they you know they, they learn from their mistakes. And they were they were. Did you, either of you guys watch it or does I don't want to watch no. it? No, I didn't no. watch it. They were sort of uh, uh, unusually candid about the things they did wrong. Jim Lee admitted they they messed up the costume designs for Jeez. Fitness Institute. Really? Yeah. Um, Do you guys feel validated? But, yes. But yes. We'll see. We'll see how far they go back. They he said they went too far with the redesigns. Yep. Um, and uh, so they announced as as many people. I mean, we already got the book announcements, but we got the ti- the titles and. You know, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of names who are holdovers, and those aren't as exciting, but they've brought on some interesting talent. You know, we, we all were hoping Tom King was going to take over Superman, but, but he's taking over Batman, which is just as exciting. Um, and I'm really excited about Scott Snyder's All-Star Batman book, which is in continuity, but on its own, featuring an all-star. I mean, the artists he's got, Romita Jr., Jock, Sean Murphy, Paul Pope. Um, De- Declan Shalvey. It's, it's. I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, this, this is. This, yeah. This is. Yeah. This is the. This is the answer to how do you keep Scott Scott Snyder after that long Batman run and like give him a book where he can just do whatever he wants with who, with whom yeah. he ever he wants. With, you know? Yeah. With Frank, I, and Frank I think Avia. that's key. Yeah. Yeah. Like since he has started there, like he has always. He's like Rick Remender. Like he's always like I need these artists to work with. That's yeah. and and they're always good artists. Or or Mark Miller. Like he's got a real sense of what will make the difference. Yep. Yeah. Is well, that in continuity you... or is that sort of just yes. like go do your own yes. thing? Oh, it's, in, it's in continuity. Fair enough. It's in continuity as much as any book is in continuity. You know, it's not, it's not a. It's an all star. It's an all star book. And it's not like all star Batman, the first version, which was completely out of continuity. But this is in continuity, but it doesn't mean he's going to be beholden to what's happening in continuity. He's still going to tell his stories, which are focused on the Rogues Gallery. Right. Um, so you know, it's it's in the world. He's wearing the, the new costume, which survived the rebirth. And uh, but other than that, he, he you know he can just tell stories, hopefully. Right. Uh, but Tom King's very exciting. Tom King, who is a longtime my fan by listener, who was a friend of the show. He's uh, one of the more exciting new voices. He's bringing his uh, Grayson artist over Michael Jannon, who's switching off arcs with David Finch because they're doing biweekly on this book and. Um, Tim Steely's staying, hanging around with Nightwing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the Batman books. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about the announcements for all the Batman books. The Hope Larson, Raphael Albuquerque, Batgirl one's really exciting. Yeah, too. that one looks good. I'm, I mean, like, you've got Detective with James Tinian, which is fine, and Eddie Barrows, who I, who I like. I like Eddie Barrows a lot. David Finch, not so much. Like, yeah, that, I love that David me. Finch. But, you know, I, 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 I really don't like it. David. Finch. I mean, like that's. Right. I, I mean, me. I think I think if you look at if you look at the Batman books alone as a microcosm of the larger announcement, I think it it is a great representation of what my criticism or what my issue with this entire approach is that. And and honestly, it's it's similar to what DC's. It's no. I think this is no different than what DC's been doing for the last year plus or so, which is having like a third of it going in the direction I'd want to see it. And then two thirds of it that just makes me shake my head and, and hit my but floor you, for it. Well, hold on, hold on. Is what, that a bad track record? What about? Yeah, first of all, that's a pretty pretty good margin. But what what about the Batman books makes you shake your head? Well, so I mean, yeah, like I, I I'm elated for Tom King. I think it's great. I think it's a great opportunity. And then they put David Finch on the book. You know, and well, he's a very popular artist. No, no, I know. Well, well, yeah. And so is so is Jim Lee when when Scott Snyder did that Superman arc, but yeah, it didn't work. 
I mean, the thing the thing is, like, if you look at if you look at like when when they announced the new Fifty Two and Capullo being the artist on Batman made everybody scratch their heads, and mm-hmm. and that turned out to be better than we could ever have imagined, and it it it, it 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 revigorated his career, and now he's a superstar and all that sort of you know like so I mean the thing is is that like I I feel like DC gets a handful of creators and. You know, like there's a Red Hood book by Scott Lobdell. Like, why is Scott Lobdell still around, still doing this? Right. That's. I mean, that's why I said there's a lot of holdover names that are. Yeah. That. That are. I mean, I don't even I like, have Red Hood on my list of Batman books because I just don't even. Oh, care. it's not listed I, in the Batman books. It's outside of the Batman books. Yeah. yeah. I like Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Just fine, but he's gonna helm Action Comics with art by Patrick Zercher. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. That actually, the really? Superman books, the most interesting ones. I, we just. Last week I talked about how I loved the Dan Jurgen Superman book happening right yeah. now. Right. No, no, and we talked about how, about how great of a writer he was and how he really knows how to write Superman comics. Yeah. I just, um, and so what's I interesting about like... that is is that yeah. they're keeping which I didn't think would happen, they're keeping the pre fifty two Superman in the world as Superman. So I don't know if that means in the Marvel style there'll be two Supermen. Well actually there'll be three because they're introducing the Chinese one uh, yeah. written by Gene Yu and Yang, which is also very exciting. Um but they're holding them over. They're gonna they're gonna keep the old one around, which is the one that Jurgens has been writing to much acclaim for the last six or seven issues. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's there's 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 a lot of interesting things happening, but but no one they didn't bring they didn't announce a name that really blew me away in terms of oh wow they got this person to do yeah I mean I, I mean if you ask me the the biggest thing coming out of it was the Snyder book and and the and the list of uh, artists that he's working with that you know that's a, that's going to be uh, we must see and then and then it was gr- it's great to see Rucka and Nicola Scott back on Wonder Woman yeah. but 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 yep. that but even that is that's a that's a it's not a step backwards but it's a like. I don't know. It, it, it's uh, uh, Rucka. I love uh, you. Know, you guys know how much I love Rucka, and I love Nicola Scott. And I think they're great. Um, but like, he's done Wonder Woman before. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it just, uh-huh. I, was just I was just like, oh, it's just Wonder Woman. You know, like. I, I, the th- the thing with me is that as I look through all of these, uh, there's a couple of names that will make me go, oh, and then sort of the second name, whether it's the writer or artist or vice versa, makes me go, oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's there's not a package. In yep. any of these that I'm excited, the closest I get is Flash. Yeah, uh, which mm. is uh, Josh Williamson writing and uh, Carmine DiGiacomenico with covers by Carl Kershaw, which which is such a tease, which is such a tease, yeah. and pisses me off because if you remember, God, when was Blackest Night? Eight, eight, seven, eight, nine. Eight, yeah, eight or nine yeah. or so. I at during the Blackest Night mania, I had a face to face in-person conversation with Jeff Johns, and I said, what do we got to do to get Carl Kershaw on The Flash? And he goes, oh, he'll never be the artist on The Flash. I'm like, well, he's like, ah, he's not commercial enough. And now we got him doing covers. We're inching ever closer. God damn it, Jeff. Put him on The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great cover. Yeah, Yeah, you got that. You got, I don't know. There's not a... The Trinity book. I'm, the, the Trinity book I'm keeping just because it's Manipal. You know, like, you know, and I love Manipal, you know, but... You know what? You know it's a really good one. What? The Hellblazer. Oh, you think so? Well, you've got Simon Oliver who did a wonderful arc on Hellblazer. Yeah. Great arc before um, I think Andy Diggle took over to end it. Um, no, Simon Oliver just did a mini. He was supposed to be the take over the series, and he never did. He did a really good mini at some point, um, and then the arts by Moritat. Yeah. Which I think is a good fit. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, although it says. 
Constantine and Swamp Thing team up in order to save Abigail Arcane, which is less exciting to me. Yeah. Um, that that team is you know one of the closest that comes to being something that I, that I really want to read. Justice League by Brian Hitch again, art by oh. Tony Daniel. Oh, it's just there's pointless. There's a there's an idea of what DC thinks of as their superstar artists, Ethan Van Skyver, those kind of things. And I liked that stuff at one time, but I'm not into it anymore. So that's that's fine. It's just it's not speaking to me as a right. guy who loves comic book art. Like the only one who seems to want artists like I like, you know, is Scott Snyder. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than that, yeah. yeah. You got you got, you got your uh, you got your Suicide Squad with, written by Rob Williams, who we like, with art by Jim Lee and Philip Tan. So yeah. that's, that's going to be interesting. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of Jim Lee esque based art. Yeah, some of it. Uh, and I, I, don't I, like I, would, I would say a percentage of it is, but then yeah, some of it, yeah. not not all, not all of it. Uh, what I what a I lot. thought was interesting was that how how boldly they went out with titles that had no creative teams. You know, yeah. Like there's that, well, I don't know that they have them yet. Yeah, there's that Super Sons book, Earth Two. You know, there's a whole you know like the Justice League Justice League of America. They, they don't know who's writing and drawing it, or they they haven't announced it yet. Like that's just, I mean, like I get that they're announcing the whole line because they need to let retailers know what's coming and all stuff like that. But still, a lot of holes in it, and and I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I feel like this was good. It was I was glad to see John's involved as much as he is. I was surprised to see a Batman Beyond book, by the way, too. Um, well, but uh, property they've had been very successful. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah. But I was glad to see Jeff Johns kind of at the helm, and 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 you know if this can turn things around from the new Fifty Two, I hope so. But I guess, I guess the books, you know, time will tell I, with the books. You know, if I can get five to ten books, I really love out of this. I'll be happy because right now I don't think I have that many out of DC. Yeah, agreed. And agreed. I'm desperate for it. I'm desperate for it. I'm really excited about Hope Larson, Raphael Albuquerque, and Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, it, I, just the art alone, Josh. I think that's something you might be interested in. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know what? I was surprised that there's no, um, there's a big uh, thing about Doc Shaner being signed as exclusive. Yeah, there was no announcement. For, a couple of people didn't get announced who said they were working for DC, so I don't know that yeah. we're done. Yeah, that's yeah. Plus, as Rod just said, a bunch of these books don't have. I know that him people. and I wonder if Doc Shaner's doing the the rumored Justice Society book. That would that'd be amazing style. Well, yeah. well, if Jeff Parker and, and Doc are doing that, I, is it just one issue? Like, is it a wacky races or no? Uh, Johnny Quest. Jeez. Right. Thank God they're not doing the wacky races. So I don't know if that. Yeah, you're right. That's the one that's the weird, like post-apocalyptic wacky races. Yeah. Um, no, they're doing Johnny Quest, I think, but I don't know if that is like ongoing or just a mini or whatever. I think that's but, an event. That's just a little mini event type thing. Okay, because yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm looking at this going, and Parker's not a superstar, but like, I thought him and Shaner, who have worked really well together, were going to get a book, and I thought that's going to be really good, and that could still happen. To yeah. One of these, but I was kind of expecting a thing like that. Again, well, I mean, he's not a guy who necessarily puts butts in seats. Your your problem is goes back to what our, my original concern, which is it's it ultimately it's still the same people in charge, and yes. you know the guy who never gets talked about is uh, the editor in chief. Yeah. Never, um, Bob Harris. What's his name? Bob Harris. I mean, he's yeah. never he wasn't on the stage. He never was mentioned anywhere. It's always the Dio and Lee as the co-publishers, and Johns as the CCO, but he's never mentioned Bob Harris. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but uh, you know, there's also Way too much Damien in here. I, I really hope that they would learn from this and get a chance, get rid of him. But now he's he's helming, he's leading at least two books. Um, and I, we have not answered the most important question in all of this, which is how many hands does Alfred have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, just, really, yeah. that's really going to help me decide how I feel about this announcement. Did they, now, Connor, did they take questions at the event or no? They didn't, right? No, no okay. they 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 
Jim Lee and Dio and Johns basically interviewed the creative teams. Right. Um, um, yeah. Would you, if you were in person, would you have stood up and demanded to know about Alfred? Yes. Okay. I would have had a picket sign and everything. Uh, Blue Beetle by Keith Giffen and Scott Collins. I'd, I'd read that. Right, and that's got Ted Cord in it. Yeah. To bring the, I really am interested. I'm really excited for you know the Rebirth special, um, with which features Johns' all star cast of artists like uh, Gary Frank and uh, Ethan Van Rice. And Ethan Van, I like Ethan Van Skyver. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm over it. I feel like it's a like, so, like a band I used to like but don't really like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, Claire Rowe art on the on that the, looks um, good. Oh, that's that's Yannick Paquette. Never mind. Okay. Well, then I don't know. But uh, you know, I'm 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 hoping to get closer to ten. But right now, I don't need you know. I, other than Batman, I can't tell you about any DC books outside of Vertigo. I'm really excited about. Right. So any any yeah, net gain will be that, plus. That Suicide Squad book is art by Jim Lee and Philip Tan. So yeah, let's yeah. let's be realistic about what that means. Come on, come on. Well, every Lee. every double every double ship book has two artists. Come they're, on, they're right. alternating. Yeah. Okay. What do you think the workload's going to be on that? Come on, art by Jim Lee. Don't give me that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, unless he's been banking issues for twenty five years, the the uh, the, the Gene Yang uh, Superman books looks like it could be interesting. Yeah, it's like yes. a, there's yeah. there's a lot of interesting things here, and I think the, they're they're going in the right direction. The costumes, Supergirl's yes. got a great costume. It's very reminiscent of the TV show. Um, I like that Superman's is is much closer to the classic look. They've got rid of all the armor lines. Um, Batman's using the new the new design. Um, which they need to tell the other artists he no longer has the giant knee pads anymore. That happened this week in the in the, com- in the comics. Um, you know, wonder, you know, I think I think they're get, I think they're taking a step in the right direction. And if anything, it'll be a process. So but we'll see. So here's it a question. Here's a question, Connor. I'm asking you because I can't depend on Josh for this. But uh, are you going to read everything? Yeah, you and I are going to do them all, right? The first okay. ones. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, so I'm in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm in. Cool. Ratings. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome I'm looking forward to it if you want Josh to participate tweet hashtag Josh ratings if I love hashtags so that'll work if you don't want tweet to iFanboy hashtag no Josh ratings yeah you think maybe we're overdoing that nope no I would be done we've not got to fight um, yeah, so Ron and I are going to review all the first issues of the DC Rebirth books. If you want Josh to get involved, uh, please uh, hashtag uh, Josh Ratings. Josh Ratings. So there you go. Right. That was a DC Rebirth announcement. I, I came out of it more excited than I thought I would, but yeah. uh, that could also be because I'm so desperate to be excited about DC Comics. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just, so. I just need something to live for. <laughs> rough I remember different. when I felt like that, and they did the New 52. Yeah. We were excited about it, rightfully so, and then they they blew it. As I said, it's all about the execution. If yep. they if they don't execute, then then none of it's worth anything. Oh God! So we'll see. All right, uh, do we want to do this email? It's it's related. We can do it quickly, right? Uh, sure. Email uh, email from Ryan from Wooster, who says I've been pondering this question for so long that DC has rebooted their universe twice during that time. It's the only reason I included this. <laughs> In the long history of some, of, in the long history of some of these characters, are there moments or key things creators have done to these characters that you can't move past and hamper your enjoyment? Example: I still can't read as a Tana story that thinking at some point, remember when she wiped Batman's memory. So, do you guys ever get hung up on things? Connor, do you ever think about Power Girl's child? Ron, can you ever look at Rogue without thinking about her losing her virginity to the century? Josh, do you remember Hawkeye not like Rouge. this? 
like this. Um, I, I, I can very easily look at Rogue and not think about the fucking century. Very easily. So I've removed but, the century from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't you. That was the somebody <laughs> did Doctor Strange or something. <laughs> I, um, I didn't even know Power Girl had a child, so it was very easy. I removed for me to Paul Jenkins from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I can't think of a single thing that a, a writer or character has done to a superhero character. I will say we, there's one. What? Yeah, there's, there's the classic too. one that we always get that we get yelled at about. Hank Pym. Hank Pym hitting Janet. Oh yeah, yeah. That really that 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 made a mark on that character that I. I doesn't seem to be possible to get past. I, if I am at a second place, Arsenal. Arsenal? With a yeah. cat? With that cat? Yeah. yeah. But I like that. That's well, close. I know, get but it, it does. It colors things. Yeah. There's, there's, there's definitely, I, I think I, it definitely I much, happens a little bit. I have a much bigger problem with his trucker hat than the, cat, the dead cat. What about Alfred? <laughs> oh, more, more recently, Alfred. Mm. Like if they don't fix that? That's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I guess I guess you could quantify Damien as being as being an answer to this. Just question. His, just yes, his yes. existence. Yep, yep. Just, I mean, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Jason Todd is almost that to me. Like, I, I get him out of there. Oh God! All right. Well, thanks for the go email. Away. Thanks for the email. If you have any other questions, if you want to go away, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. We always love to hear from you. Thank you so much for that. For Josh, it's Cyclops's mask. Yeah, right. But I don't care about Cyclops one way or another. I do hate that mask, though. It's a bad mask. I will say that Hawkeye example doesn't bother me because the Hawkeye who said not like this, like this, that's actually Hawkeye. (laughs) It's everything after that that was a problem. And I enjoyed Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, but that ain't Hawkeye is my point. That's not my Hawkeye. All right, so email us at contact.fanboy.com. It's always good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Uh, Speaking of DC... Uh, it has been a very DC-filled month as uh, Batman vs. Superman uh, was finally released in theaters. Uh, we recorded a podcast myself, Josh Connor, and our good friend Mike Romo came on to discuss it. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I kind of lost it a little. And so, you didn't enjoy the film is what I did gathered. did not enjoy the film. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying the think pieces coming out now explaining why it's so good and why Marvel fans don't get it. Those are, those are my favorite too. Those are really good. Well, why, why does it have to be that you're a Marvel fan if you didn't like the movie? I, there were literally headlines that say, uh, Batman, Batman, too, Batman v Superman, too smart for Marvel fans. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a Marvel fan in that sense. And I didn't like it. So oh, God. it should be a human being that didn't like the movie. Yeah. It's no, insane. no. This is the this is the worst of us now is what yes. happens after this is your reaction to other people's opinions. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, if you want to if you want to listen to the train wreck, you can go listen to our Batman vs Superman podcast. the The link is up on ifanboy.com and it's in the feed. Uh, it's entertaining at least. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep That's the versus theme going, we got Justice League versus Teen Titans coming out. Uh, the special edition podcast coming out in a couple of weeks. That's the latest DC animated original film. This one's actually. Worth being excited about because it's written by Brian Q. Miller, the fantastic comic book writer. And so you can look for that coming probably around April 13th, 14th. That's probably when you'll get that Justice League vs. Teen Titans podcast. We do another show, or will have been doing uh, until very recently. Goodfellas it's the Minute. Last week of the yeah, yeah, this is the last week of GoodfellasMinute.com. If you were interested in hearing us talk over the credits, 
not over the credits, not a commentary, but about the credits and a lot of other things that are involved with that for what might be our longest shows of the entire thing. Um, yeah, they 100% are. Yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, so uh, listen to us wrap that up. If you haven't started, go back and start. Uh, Goodfellas Minute from the beginning, we did it. So you don't have to worry now, like, I don't want to start. It might get canceled. It, it did not get canceled. We finished it. <laughs> uh, Wait, was that an option? Yeah, we could have just stopped. <laughs> Wait a minute. Could someone have canceled us? <laughs> well, we could have canceled us. <laughs> hey, guys, I got bad news. We got canceled. <laughs> By who? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I really thought we had the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. Don't ask what we're doing next. <laughs> you can go over to iFanboy.com. Also, uh, you can comment on this show. You can talk about the week's books. You can tell us what you think of the DC announcements uh, on the site or on, on Facebook or wherever it is that you want to do that. Um, and you can find all of our other podcasts and shows and all the video shows we did. You can go back and listen to what we thought about the New 52 at the time. And see if we said the same things. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy or ifanboy on Twitter. And you can, of course, you can follow us individually at J.A. Flanagan, C.S. Kilpatrick, and Ronixo. Hmm. I had water in my mouth. And hey, if you like the show, <laughs> write us a review on iTunes. Or better yet, tell your friends about us. Introduce your mom on the podcast. Help spread the ifanboy love. I can now drink more water. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. Also, water. Water. Sorry. <laughs> We're a hydrated podcast. I don't that's not a bad thing.